Hello, it is Monday, August 10th. Time for a, another edition of the Come On Now MMA podcast. And I am your host, Trent Reinsmith. So let's talk about the UFC's bantamweight division for a minute here. So just let me pull up the rankings. Okay. Number one ranked Marlon Marias is going to allegedly be fighting number four ranked Corey Sandhagen. Number two ranked Aljamain Sterling just kind of sitting there waiting. Number three ranked Cody Garbrandt with exactly zero fights at flyweight is going to fight for the flyweight title. Oh, and also he is one and three in his last four fights and all three of those losses were knockouts. So not suspicious at all that the UFC would give him a a title fight over more deserving uh, actual flyweights. But hey, that's a topic for uh, another another day. Number five ranked Pedro Munoz is fighting Frankie Edgar. And number six ranked Jose Aldo just got trounced by champion Peter Yan. So there really seems no other choice here but to make the Sterling and Yan fight. And for some reason... Dana White has been reluctant to do that, and I really don't know why, because Sterling has been the most deserving person of that title fight for for a while. He deserved it more than Aldo did, and the only reason Aldo got it was because Henry Cejudo wanted to fight him, and then Cejudo retired, and they didn't want to make uh, Aldo, to take Aldo out of that fight for some reason, but hey... Again, UFC does what the UFC wants to do. But right now, there's really no reason to not book the fight between Sterling and Jan other than Dana White having something against Sterling. But what that could be, I don't know. There's the old thing where Sterling tested free agency, but that was a while ago. And But then again, we also know that Dana White holds grudges and... That could be the case here. Who knows? But with the reluctance to make this fight happen, I saw that Munoz is now talking about that if he beats Edgar, he could get that title shot. And you know what? He's not wrong. So I don't know what Sterling has to do to get his name affixed to a title fight against Jan, but... He's, I think he's done enough to, to deserve that shot. And if he doesn't, it's just... If, if, if White skips over Sterling again and, and books someone else months, months down the line, I'd really like to hear a legit explanation because it, it makes no sense right now. No sense whatsoever since out of the top six fighters, the only one not booked is Sterling and yawn so just make it happen just book it announce it 
and make it happen. So it's August 2020 and in an alternate timeline, Daniel Cormier is a year and a half into his retirement and had defeated Brock Lesnar in his last fight as UFC champion. But that obviously did not happen. Things did not work out that way. And so now Daniel Cormier is 41 years old as of March 20th and is going to fight Steve Miocic who beat Cormier to regain the title in August 2019 after the Lesnar fight fell through and they made the uh, the rematch. So the trilogy happens this weekend and ideally Cormier retires, win, lose, or draw. In an interview with Kevin Ioli of Yahoo Sports, he Ioli asked Cormier if this is going to be his last fight, and Cormier responded, I feel confident in that. I feel good about it. I feel good about knowing I've done everything I need to do. I've got the most attractive fight out there for me, a third fight with Miocic, a fight that matters, and a fight that is for the heavyweight championships. So then I only asked him if, if he won, if he beats Miocic and there's another fight out there, what is, what does he think about that? And Cormier responded, there's always going to be somebody else. There's always going to be somebody else. There's always going to be a guy who comes next and you're going to get paid money for it. Those things don't stop. Ultimately, you have to decide if you're going to be okay with where you stand. I take a lot of this from George St. Pierre. Nobody got to do what George did. He walked away as a champ. And because he walked away as a champ, he constantly fields offers for him to come back. It feels good to be wanted and needed, but it's good to know that you make, you make the decisions. And so Cormier sounds like he's made, made peace with this being his last fight. I mean, he had said for a long while that he would retire at 40. And he extended that in the hopes of getting that Lesnar fight. When that didn't happen, he he fought Miocic and he lost. And now he's back to saying this is it. The trilogy fight is it. And if he means it, he means it. But the problem we have is that there seems to be a difference of opinion on uh, Cormier's career at the top of the UFC and within his camp. Uh, UFC President Dana White has said several times that he doesn't think Cormier should retire. And so I believe what's going to happen, and Cormier kind of said this, this is why he took the Derek Lewis fight while he waited for Brock Lesnar. It was because of money. And I believe that when White decides that he doesn't want Cormier to retire, and if especially if he beats Miocic, if, if he sees an opportunity to book a fight with John Jones, 
the opinion of Cormier's coach Javier Mendez seems to be that he will he will take that fight because White is going to to offer him a ton of money for that fight. And here's what Mendez had to say in discussing that. With well, I mean, you said something interesting there. So so when I asked you if this is the last one. And, uh, you know, I, I, I tend to, to agree with you, you know, John has been wanting to move up and he has been wanting more money. And I think that, uh, perhaps he's not asking for the wrong things. It's just the timing was, was wrong. You know, when he was asking for, for a big, you know, increase to fight Francis Ngannou, I don't know if that conversation goes the same as it does once this fight is over. And then they're looking at potentially putting him in a title fight, you know, then I think the, the, the UFC would, would probably be more willing to meet him at like a negotiating table for something like that. So if DC wins and that's right there, the trilogy fight with John Jones for a lot of money, you think he sticks around for it? Yeah, <laughs> you do. <laughs> I think, I think of Dana's going to throw so much money at DC. DC's can't pass it up. DC loves money. Yeah. So I think that, that that's going to happen. And I, I, and I think, well, think about this, George Masvidal, they wouldn't give him nothing that he wanted till till the right money fight. You got to see the UFC is a great business. They know what they're doing. And hey, the numbers got to make sense for them. If they're going to make good money, they want to make sure they'll give you money, but they got to make sure they make money, but they're not going to share with you. You know, and then Gano Jones fight is a great fight, but, but it's not the big money maker that a DC or, or Miocic fight with him would be. So I think that uh, I think what's going to happen, in my opinion, is hopefully we are the winners. Mm-hmm. But the winner of this fight is is going to get Jones. I believe. I believe that. I believe oh. that. And so there you go. Javier Mendez predicts that Dana White's going to take uh, free some cash up from his from his uh, war chest and throw it at Daniel Cormier and John Jones if. Cormier wins on Saturday and I hate to say it but I believe that is what is going to happen as well and I don't like it I don't like the fact that Cormier has said he wants to retire he has a gig lined up he's made it clear he wants to retire but so the UFC knowing that they can prey upon his uh, dislike for Jones and his like for money will offer him a ridiculous amount of money to take a fight. He's already made clear he, he doesn't want to have, he wants to retire. He should have been retired for a year and a half. And as we've heard Dana White say multiple times, if you're thinking about retiring, you should retire. But why doesn't that hold true for Daniel Cormier, who's been thinking about retiring for a year and a half and had a date set that didn't take place? And I don't like it. I don't like that the sport is so exploitative that this is what White's going to do. You know the guy doesn't really want it. He, he wants to be retired. So let him retire. Let him walk away. Like he said he wants to do, win, lose, or draw. Let him walk away and let him work a gig that's not going to accumulate damage to his his brain and body at, at 41 years old. Why 
why do that to why why do that just in the interest of making money for yourself because no matter how much white pays jones and cormier combined along with the other let's say 22 fighters that are on the card all those all that pay that is is going to be doled out that night is a fraction of what white and the ufc are going to take home and that's just gross so let the guy retire Michael Chandler did what he needed to do to set himself up for a uh, a big payday. He is 34. His record is 21 and 5. And he knocked out Benson Henderson in uh, 2 minutes and 9 seconds on Friday which gives him two first-round knockouts in his last two fights and sets him up right where he needs to be hitting free agency. Um, so we'll see where he goes. I don't... He he expressed interest in maybe, you know, of course he expressed interest in fighting Conor McGregor, but of course that is not going to happen because Michael Chandler's name, while it does move the needle a bit in the MMA world... He, it does not move the needle in the casual fan world. So to think that he's going to, I think, I don't think realistically he can think that he's going to waltz into the UFC and get a uh, Conor McGregor fight when McGregor is apparently retired, at least until um, the UFC can generate live gates and have fans in attendance. But... Yeah, he still thinks he can... Uh, he said he thinks he can finish McGregor in under two rounds, but I don't... I don't think that's going to happen anytime, and I think by the time... If, if Chandler does join the UFC, I don't think he... Uh, I don't think McGregor will be... will be fighting by then. It, by the time that, that Chandler would work his way up. Because... Um, he really has to prove himself, and we—you never know. You never know what can happen when someone needs to prove themselves in the UFC. Sometimes things go incredibly poorly, and I would think that with the money that the UFC would have to throw at Chandler, that it would be um, prohibitive to have him fight anyone but but the top of the uh, the top of the heap. And so he's going to be in a, a rough ride from the get-go if he does join the UFC. So it, it all depends on what he wants to do. Um, but I, I, if I'm Michael Chandler and I have enough money, to, if, if he has enough money to retire and live comfortably in that retirement, then maybe, yeah, go, go fight in the UFC and test yourself if that's what you want to do. And I believe that's what he, a wrestler, would want to do. But if you don't have enough money to retire comfortably and live a comfortable life at the end of your MMA career, maybe, maybe you stay with uh, Bellator and you be the big fish 
in that organization because you already know where you stand, what the organization thinks of you, how it treats you. And it's going to be a different ball game in the UFC, especially under the circumstances we're in right now. There's not going to be a, a ramp-up period for Michael Chandler. He's going to go fight top 10, top 5 right away and in the lightweight division, and there's no telling how that goes. So a lot to think about. And and if, and someone in Chandler's shoes, the thing to think about is the future, and not the future of your fighting career, the future your your retirement future, and that can be a tough decision. So it, it's going to be real interesting to see where where Chandler goes. Um, but that's even if the UFC would would be interested in signing him right now which it might not be because the money is the money might not be there with the endeavor being in the shape it's in and not knowing when it will be able to come back and and start making money because right now UFC is the only game making the money for uh, for endeavor and if if the country shuts down again, well, then Endeavor is going to be in, in worse shape if if the if the UFC can't have fights. So, it's an interesting time to become a free agent, especially one who's hopeful that he's going to get a ton of money. So, where whereas Paige Van Zant is a middling free agent, I think at best a middling free agent especially since the UFC didn't said that it doesn't want to sign her. Now she's kind of, I guess, it's, I don't know what it is, Bellator, I guess. And, and if if you have no, if the other side doesn't want to match, you have no uh, no bargaining power. But Chandler, I think, may have some bargaining power. So it could be interesting to see what he does. Man, Jeff Neal has had some some bad luck. And what happened to him over the weekend was frightening. So I guess he um he got booked to face Neil Magny after having a hard time getting anyone to agree to fight him. Um and he had been asking for a fight for quite a while. And then he ends up in the ICU with with his kidneys starting to fail, and um, not a, not a good situation for for Jeff Neal. He was diagnosed with uh, pneumonia, and um, his coach at Fortis MMA said that, and this is a quote from the MMA Fighting story written by Stephen Morocco. For a few days, I thought he wasn't going to make it. To go from getting a fight and everybody was waiting for him, no one would fight him, and Neil Magny stepped up to go from that to hearing that that was just heartbreaking. I was just so worried about him as a person. And so um, he was diagnosed with pneumonia and other lung ailments and was in the ICU almost immediately. And he was put on dialysis. So... Yeah, that's quite the turn for Jeff Neal. Um, 
So hopefully he can get better, recover from this, and get back to fighting once he is 100%. But being close to a, a payday and then having that disappear and now you're going to be socked with some probably big medical bills. Not ideal for someone who was who was struggling to uh, to get a fight. So yeah, got it. You got to feel bad for for Jeff Neal on this one. Just a, a raw deal, and a whole lot of bad luck. Well, it looks like it's finally going to happen, and it is the fight between. Colby Covington and Tyron Woodley and I will tell you right now I am not looking forward to the build up to this one so hopefully we can all just maybe agree to not put a mic in front of Colby Covington's face until the fight happens in September and and that goes for Woodley too I mean do we really need these two going back and forth and getting very close to a line that we don't want anyone to cross because it's just going to be bad for for everyone involved. I mean, I know that Covington gets clicks from I, I don't know who. I don't know who really likes to read his what he has to say. I I don't. I think it's silly. I think it crosses the lines of uh, good taste. I think it plays on the lowest common denominator. I, I think it's just not good. It's not good for anyone. If he wants to play the character, that's fine. And if it's... But I don't, I don't consider it a character because you know, it just, it just doesn't... This isn't wrestling. Um, this isn't make-believe. You have to answer for your words and actions. And if you portray yourself as a xenophobe and a racist, then then that's how people are going to treat you. And that's how you should be treated because that's how life works. So I have no interest in participating in this. I'll watch the fight because I have to. I'll do my best to ignore all the the trash talk and stupidity because I want to, but I don't see how this benefits. I don't I don't see how the buildup is going to benefit anything in that any anyone rather, and I don't see anything good coming out of this, other than maybe Dana White making some more money. So, I know. I know people will be happy for this, some people, because now we'll get the juicy quotes from Colby Covington, and it'll do a whole bunch of clicks and all that good stuff, but I don't I don't need to hear it, and I don't need to participate in it, and I wish more people would feel the same. And, uh, yeah, that'll be it for this evening, and I will be back tomorrow. And until then, stay safe.